0: How's it going everyone you're listening to oversimplified a collection of unfiltered reflections from your host me Connor Dewey so today I want to talk about my last blog post titled creating an idea development system so we'll jump right into it I don't think I need to convince you that ideas are important. But if you kind of take that assumption and run with it, something that I like, generally believe is that if something's important, you should have a system around it. Um, This is like, common self improvement book, like wisdom, you see it in books like Atomic Habit, all the Tim Ferriss stuff. Um, It's like, repeated over and over again, that kind of you aren't. Like what you say, you are, what you do, and the way that you do what you do is through building habits and systems. Um, So that's something that I, for the most part, pretty much buy into completely. Um, So you need a system. So what's my system for developing ideas? What's my system for learning? Um, Well, first, before we jump into the details, there's kind of another assumption that you need to be on board with, which is that... I The way I learn is that I write, so this is actually how I got started in writing. I'll just go back to um, the not-so-distant beginning. Um, what I did when I started was that I was studying data science. I was trying to become a data scientist, so I started with this idea that I would learn something and then I would blog about it and explain it to make sure that I learned it really well. Um, basically, based on the Richard Feynman um, concept of like, you don't know something unless you can teach it. So that's something I really fundamentally believe. And then also, I find that I like think things through better while I'm writing. So it's just a natural part of my proce- process. A quote I like is that writing is keeping a relationship with your mind. And I think that's really true. Um, When I go weeks, days without writing, I feel like I'm not internalizing things and synthesizing information as well. Um, And I see that in a lot of areas. So writing is kind of a fundamental behavior for me. And this idea development system, if you want to call it, is in large part based around how to curate ideas, how to since since how to synthesize them into um basically a smaller form and then refine them and share them with others so that you can discuss it and reflect on it and get some really valuable insights out of it so that's kind of how this is developed um it's something i've had in some way shape or form maybe not this structured for a couple years now um we'll get into the details later but I used to have a just massive notebook on Evernote. Um, since then, I've ported everything to Notion, and I've built out some practices. I used to try to generate 10 ideas a day, now I aim for like three. Um, really just kind of refining all the nuance around it and finding something that really works for me. Um, and it's going to be different for everyone. But um, let's go over, I guess, what uh, what my process is and if you want to pick apart pieces of it that you like, um, I always find stuff like this from other people helpful. So let me know what you think. The first step, um, isn't something super, uh, super shocking. It's to draw inspiration from others. Um, so another book that I like a lot is, um, it's not show your work. It's the other Austin Cleone, um, book his first one um Steal like an artist but there's a lot of places that say this that basically like nothing is original everything is taken from somewhere else and you twist it around and make it your own and then you create something and that's how anything is created so like once you come to terms with that everything gets a little bit easier at least it did for me so i find that when i consume a lot of content i put out more content without input i don't get a whole lot of output um, when I'm not reading, when I'm not listening to podcasts, when I'm not um, even watching movies or documentaries, like I find that all of those things correlate directly with how much output or how thoughtful my output is um, in terms of ideas and then in terms of writing later on. So there's a couple of different ways that I kind of curate and bring in content. Um, primarily for me is blog posts, so I subscribe religiously to a lot of newsletters um i'm a big proponent of it i think that instead of weeding through content yourself you should lean on a curator um to do that for you it's kind of like it's think like you outsource the curation to like this elite team of people that you trust to bring you links and it's a really it's a really cool thing um and i've been running a newsletter for almost five years now um and in it's like slowly gotten more and more popular to the point where as I'm recording this right now, it feels like it's almost at a boiling point, especially in terms of paid newsletters. Like curation and good content is just becoming more and more valuable as people kind of get away from the social media feeds and reliance on this algorithm and having to weed through these things themselves. Um, like time is at a premium. So if you can nail curation, then that makes a lot of things easier. Um, so newsletters for blog posts. Um, I use readwise to kind of curate some book knowledge. So um, I'll read things in my Kindle and then I'll highlight and I'll have readwise. basically what it does is it's a super simple app, but it's one of the things I look forward to every day is it scrapes all of my quotes, randomizes them and then sends me a subset of them to review. So I'll see quotes from books that I read three years ago, and I forgot that I even highlighted that. But that might spark an idea or might inspire me in some way. Um, other things, social media like Twitter, um, it's kind of a, a shit show, but there's a lot of great stuff on there if you can find it. And then podcasts, um, like I use Overcast, and then I just have a feed that I go to semi routinely, though less so now that we're all stuck inside um so yeah that's step one i guess is draw inspiration from others figure out what curation strategy works for you and really get that right once you have curation and you have some sort of input the next step is to really generate and organize your ideas so the the tool doesn't matter as much as the practice but Um, For me what this looks like is it used to be an Evernote now it's a notion It's just a giant folder with different files or different notes That have certain tags. So each note can be something super small. It can be something more significant Um, I try to lower the barrier to entry for these um, Because I set Thresholds that I have to hit every day so I guess first I'll explain my tagging system. I tag things as projects, so if there's something that I want to work on, if I have a startup idea, if I have something that I would like to hack together one weekend, that'll get a project tag. If there's anything that I would like to write about in any way, shape, or form, I'll tag it as journal. And then there's quotes, which are exactly what they sound like. And then there's ideas, which is more of a kind of catch-all tag. So everything goes into Notion, and they get all these tags. and I set goals for myself, so I aim for three projects and three journal notes um, every day. And I'm fairly religious about hitting those. Like I said, I've iterated on this over time. It used to be, I think, ten when I first started, which is a lot. And then I went down to like five, and then three. Um, I think at one point I did even less, but. Really, if you're just doing this every day and you're holding yourself to some standard, um, I find with like generating ideas, quantity comes before quality. So you just force yourself to come up with ideas, even if they're, they're kind of shitty. Um, just put something down in the notebook, hit your goal for the day. And then as you kind of develop over time, quantity will come easier and then quality will come easier as well. So you have this kind of giant like knowledge base of ideas. Um, and some, they aren't always like original ideas, some of them are notes too. So if I read a blog post and there's a, um, a theory or a concept explained really nicely, I'll just highlight the paragraph, I'll throw it in there, maybe I'll write a couple words, maybe a sentence, and then I'll tag it and I'll save it and that'll be that. Um, so it doesn't have to be super heavyweight. not everything in your idea notebook has to be an original thought once you have your kind of personal knowledge base, it's also kind of referred to as a commonplace book. um, In some cases, which I really like and you see the people like over the last like, hundreds of years have all done this. So it's something I think that's like instinctual to human beings, which is pretty cool. Um, I think everyone should have their own version of a commonplace book. Um, And if you do that, then you go to the next stage. Which is, you have all these ideas, you have kind of this shotgun blast of insights and information at your disposal. How do you know what to develop further? So, what I do is I go through my ideas every night and I read through them and look for ones that I find particularly interesting, ones that I would be interested in writing maybe 300 to 500 words on if someone really forced me to. I would like, feel excited about doing that. And once you pick out those ideas, and for me, normally it's only a couple, a lot of times they'll already have a journal tag on them because I said I wanted to write about them before. No, that won't always be the case. Um, Sometimes I'll see something differently the second time through, which is also why this is kind of helpful is it forces you to review your ideas um, after you put them down each night which i think helps me memorize them better though i can't prove that in any quantitative way Um, so you pick your ideas and this is kind of maybe a more controversial step but what i do here is i kind of force myself to put some sort of deliverable on twitter so this could just be a quote it could be a sentence it could be a whole thread on the topic Um, it really definitely varies but i think the reason why it's important to share is that it's a nice forcing function for like refining the idea enough initially to kind of get the ball rolling it gives you like a reason to have that initial push and then second um is the idea of like selling your sawdust so you're doing this anyway you're developing these ideas why not share the process with others because it gives them value um, and you might grow your audience in the process. So kind of a win-win you see a lot of people like um, Jack Butcher on Twitter, Daniel Vasalo on Twitter um, doing this really well um, And it's really becoming common practice and I think that's I think it's a great thing I think everyone being more transparent with their idea development and with their process is generally a good thing for the wider population So you refine these ideas out you put out a couple tweets um sharing anything is almost always better than sharing nothing here once you do that um, my next step is that I'll be more selective but I'll pick out maybe one of these tweets um maybe two on a weekly basis and I'll develop them into blog posts so right now my cadence is about one blog post a week I would, I would like to get that to two um but We'll see how that goes. It's it's a process. Um, so this forces you to refine it and elaborate further. Like you you can get a lot out of a tweet, but or a Twitter thread, but there's something about putting in essay form that forces you to really think about things a little differently. So I recommend that um, even if you're not a, like a huge writer, it doesn't have to be the best written thing ever. Um, it just is a really, really good way to think through things, and I'm almost positive. Like every time I go down, sit down to write an essay and turn the Twitter thread into like a real thing, um, I almost always think of something new in the process and think about it a little differently in doing that, because it does force you to think about things more, um, more closely um, than it would otherwise. And then, kind of a like kicker there is if you do have some sort of design aptitude, which I don't really make the cut here, but I do it anyway, is you can check out Figma or sketch or any of the other like kind of free tools out there, where you can put together visualizations for your blog post and explain the idea visually, which is yet another way to make your brain think about it and yet another way to solidify it. So by going through this process, you will almost definitely remember this idea and have it kind of seared in your brain better than you would have if you just left it in your notebook. And it just sat there stale overnight. Um, so I picked things that I write about very intentionally, um, because I know that I'm going to remember them over time, I still remember things I wrote about, like, over two years ago, which aren't like hugely important concepts to me. But because I wrote about it, because I took the time to think through it, um, it's stuck with me for some reason. So once you have a blog post, like this one's pretty self explanatory, but you want to share it. So like, we all want to be gratified by having other people appreciate our ideas. There's nothing crazy about that. Um, I'll touch on in a second why I think this is important. I think in general, like putting things out in public is a good thing. We talked about the importance of sharing earlier. Um, There's a couple ways that I do this, I'll, I'll publish it on my blog, I'll publish it on conor.com. And then I will Normally, try to package it up in a nice way and throw it on Twitter as well. Sometimes that's a thread. Sometimes that's an individual tweet. And then I'll repost it on LinkedIn. I'll send it in my weekly newsletter. Sometimes I'll try to repost it on forums, though I haven't done as much of this. But you could easily imagine just repurposing your blog post as a like Reddit-style forum post um, and give, other, give value to other people in that way. Um, so that's something I want to experiment more with, but the idea here is that you're just shipping something, you're thinking about it, you're shipping it out to a lot of people, and then you are distributing that in any way you can. And you might not have a huge audience. That isn't the point of this. Um, ideally you want to get more eyes on it, but this process is set up that you get value regardless of how many people view your end product, which I think is really cool. I like doing things where Even if you fail at face value, you still succeed in the most important attribute, which in this case is learning. So the reason why distribution is nice is because it creates a dialogue around your work so you can follow up and you can reflect and you can discuss it with others. And I don't do as good of a job at this as I would like. I'll put posts out there, sometimes I'll get comments, sometimes I'll reply, sometimes I won't but what i'm really trying to get better about is replying to every single response so if you like if you reply or you at me on twitter about a blog post i will respond because that's my new rule is i'll respond to everyone um, but that's also part of the reason behind this podcast is that right now i'm exploring a blog post that i wrote um, last week i haven't thought about it in a couple of days it's pretty fresh in my mind but I'm being forced to reflect on it and kind of dig a little deeper into it in a different format here over audio, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and we'll see if it's the right way to go. But I think having some sort of way to follow up and reflect on your essays, on your thinking, on your deeper, like, your deeper kind of internalization around these ideas is, is really valuable. And you should find a way to do that if you can. So just to wrap up, um, I guess just to go over like a quick summary, basically just consume really high quality content, take notes and collect them, organize and filter your ideas, flesh them out and put out some sort of small public deliverable, maybe a tweet, expand that tweet into a blog post that forces you to really, really refine your thinking, distribute that to others. And then if you can get a discussion going and engage with the content in some way afterwards, even if it's by yourself and just giving it some thought. Um, And if this seems like it takes a lot of time, um, it kind of does. So this does take like several hours every week for me to do. Um, I haven't exactly quantified how much time, but I'd imagine it's like a pretty good amount of time. But for me, I guess if you really value like learning, then... For me, I think this time's worth it. This I, I view this process as kind of a foundational behavior that supports everything else. So I have my day job working on growth at Hugo. I have little side projects that I want to build and engineer. I have other things that I'm thinking about. But regardless of what projects I take on, I would like this to be kind of a bottom layer across it all that supports it and acts as this kind of virtuous virtuous like feedback loop that helps me learn things and think about things more effectively um, and get more out of the other things I do. So that's my idea development system. This actually turned out to be a lot longer than I anticipated. So I don't think all of these podcasts are going to be quite this long. But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. And I'll see you next time.